Hello friends, this is Matt once again, and this is episode two of the Something From Everything podcast. Thank you for coming back. If this is your first episode, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Do give the intro to Something From Everything a listen, because that is what this whole podcast is all about in a nutshell. But this one, this one is entitled The Great Squeeze, and this summer I found uh, a number of posts that I wrote and some that were published. They all had to do with the coronavirus, and that's not that unexpected. I was a little worried that it might pigeonhole my most recent writing as having everything to do with the pandemic. But I think it's just the moment that we find ourselves in And so as way of a backdrop, if you're hearing this in 2020, um, there's a lot that changes each week. But this, this one, all about the pressures that we are all under, it hasn't changed very much. If anything, it's only become more relevant. So I hope you enjoy it. This one is entitled The Great Squeeze. So recently, I encountered a very angry man. Now, this isn't particularly novel these days, and there are angry men and women everywhere. This particular man was in the grocery store. He was tall, well-built, middle-aged, and dressed casually. And as I steered my cart towards the produce section, the man abruptly cut in front of me, yelled out, There's no pandemic! It's all bullshit! (laughs) I said P.S. in the the written one, but you you get the real words audio listeners. <laughs> now that day I was li- I was wearing a simple cloth mask and I do this whenever I am indoors in public. And this too wasn't very novel. Many of us are wearing masks indoors and many stores are now advising or mandating it. And while it offers some protection for the wearer, most understand that it is primarily a safeguard for others, a barrier to prevent us from unwittingly and moistly breathing viral particles on grocery clerks and fellow shoppers alike when we come in close contact with them, as when somebody unexpectedly pulls their cart in front of you. Regardless, regardless of its simple or common appearance, my face covering seemed to incense this man. Stunned by our initial encounter, I watched the man as he shopped, and everything about him appeared agitated, almost comically so. Items were thrown rather than placed into his cart, and he moved hurriedly and impatiently around other shoppers. When we both arrived back at the checkout line, I watched him swear loudly at the wait and then abandon his line for the self-checkout. Rookie mistake. The man swiped his entire cart's worth across the small scanner, breathing hard and sighing aloud each time an item required a cashier's assistance. And incredibly, the man had chosen not to purchase any bags, and so instead attempted to pile his full grocery cart's worth on the small scale beside the scanner so that the items were continually falling off onto the floor. And then, because truth is stranger than fiction, the scanner malfunctioned. Because of course it did. And the man was forced to wait as the unfortunate grocery clerk assisted him to re-ring in his entire order. And then, with the eyes of every patron and employee of the store on him, he disappeared. And we all breathed a sigh of relief. Because I had been watching this man with a great interest, but also a wariness. 
Being near him felt like being near a dog who faintly curls his upper lip in a snarl, exposing his teeth. This was an angry man. But he wasn't the only one, because I was angry too. From the moment he yelled out, I was angry. Annoyed at his brazen ignorance, resentful of the space that he occupied around him, now about how he demanded that every other shopper be wary of him. He was the second stranger in less than a week who had derided me for, for wearing a mask indoors, and I was furious that a piece of cloth has become so divisive. And angry, honestly, angry that we're still here still arguing about the legitimacy of a pandemic that has changed our entire world completely, which has injured and killed hundreds of thousands. Yes, even if they all had pre-existing conditions. But I was also angry before I met this man. And that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. For months now, I have noticed this low-grade irritability within me an agitation that's stirring just below the surface, a readiness to be annoyed or incensed, as if I am constantly and consistently being squeezed just a little tighter than the moment before. It shows itself as a little less grace for those who frustrate me, even the occasional outburst at those whom I feel safest with and love the most. Now, if you had asked me why I've been feeling so agitated and irritable recently, so prone to outbursts, I don't know if I could tell you a single specific reason. And if somebody had asked the angry tall man in the grocery store why he was so irate, I doubt he would have been able to articulate exactly what he was angry at either. Because that is how anger works. Anger is like a fire. It builds until it ignites and it grows. And as it grows, it becomes harder to contain and searches wildly for any fuel, any fuel that will sustain it. Now the flashpoint, the moment of ignition may be specific, but the fuel is not. And in this moment, with so much that feels uncertain and beyond our control, there is fuel everywhere. <laughs> And there, there is so much I don't know about this man at the grocery store, but this much I do know. Long before he stepped into that store and saw my mask, he has been squeezed by the same factors we all are. Whatever fears we harbor, whatever anxieties we carry, and whatever agitation and anger we bear are amplified in this moment. Now, I want to be clear here, though, that does not excuse poor behavior. Of course, empathy and understanding are not synonymous with acceptance. Swearing at strangers in public is not a defensible behavior for a grown man. He should know and act better. Likewise, when I find myself irritable and yelling at my own family for reasons I cannot pinpoint, I should know and act better, too. Each of us is responsible for our actions and our reactions, regardless of the stress we currently find ourselves in. Because the truth is, our stress will increase. As tested and stretched and squeezed as everybody has already felt in this pandemic, 
the coming fall and winter seasons will feel tighter. There are many things we can expect to squeeze us. Viral cases will continue to rise. Face-to-face visits will decrease as smoke in our area of the world and colder weather decreases our ability to gather outside. Financial hardships will increase as many businesses struggle to stay afloat in a limping economy. And repeatedly, we and others will have to decide between safety and liberty. We can expect to know someone who is infected. We can expect outbreaks in our workplaces and our schools. We can expect our children to be sent home from school or daycare for weeks at a time with sniffling noses and coughs that have nothing to do with COVID. And we can expect to worry for them as we await intrusive test results. And we can expect to feel it all. We can expect to feel apprehensive, anxious, frustrated, and angry. We can expect to see others feeling the same, sometimes all in the same day, and sometimes all within the same grocery store trip. And now, if this sounds like fear-mongering, I promise it's not. This is mental preparation. And preparation is a gift to the aware and the alert. If we knew that the temperature was dropping, we would bring out warmer clothes. And if we knew that there was a famine coming, we would store up food. And the one thing we know that there will be a shortage of in the days to come is grace. So let's stock up now. Let's decide to be gracious now. Even if we do not know the specific ways the months ahead will stress us, we can all expect to be squeezed. It would be dangerous to blindly deny all the turmoil we carry within us and the stresses that the upcoming days may bring us. And it is too much for us to expect that we will never be anxious, irritable, or angry. So instead, let us be gracious, both with ourselves and with others. Gracious with our stressed out spouses and children. Gracious with our public health officers. Gracious with our children's teachers. Gracious with those working in our hospitals. Gracious with the grocery clerks assisting us through malfunctioning self-checkout scanners. And gracious even and especially with those who are angry and at their worst. And perhaps they will return grace to us when we need it the most. And if that sounds just a little like the way masks are supposed to work, well, it's not a coincidence. Well, that's it. That is episode two of the Something From Everything podcast, The Great Squeeze. And it has been a number of weeks, actually months, since I had that run-in at the supermarket. 
Um, but uh, it's still right there, and I still feel the uh, the anxiety of this moment and the pressure that we're all under. And I know we're all feeling it still now. Music at the beginning was the track Memory by Creo, and at the end there, Dazed by Airtone, both under Creative Commons license. You can subscribe to this podcast on your specific podcast player of choice. And as always, I appreciate if you can take a moment and rate this podcast if you're listening on an Apple device or tell someone about this podcast if you think they might enjoy it. I really appreciate all the support that I get. Thank you. You can find written transcripts of all of my posts at somethingfromeverything.com. You can subscribe if you want my newsletter or updates when I have something new and exciting to share. You can follow Something From Everything podcast on Instagram or search for the Something From Everything group on Facebook if you want to share any feedback or interact with any of the episodes or ideas. Finally, however, wherever and whenever this podcast finds you, I hope that it finds you well. Be gracious with yourself and be gracious with each other as we all continue to discover something from everything.